and welcome to I Don't Know What I'm Doing, the podcast. This is Alexandria, and thank you all for joining me today. Um, so this episode will kind of be two parts. The first part is a resource that I found um, on, it's like a personality test slash, um, I don't want to say career finder, but it's a really good um, way to kind of see what your personality type is and kind of get a foot in the door when determining um, or trying to figure out what you want to do, you know, with the rest of your life. It's called Type Focus. So the website is www.typefocus.com. Um, so there are two ways that I know you can access um, this service. I did it through um, the university where I was um, getting my graduate degree, but you can also pay through the website. However, I'm not sure how much it actually costs. So I wanted to kind of share a few of my results. It splits it up in between three sections. So your personality, your interests, and your values. So your personality, they give you like a test like with 60, 60 to 70 questions. And you're supposed to answer them as quick as possible to determine you know, what your personality type is. So for personality, I got ISFJ, and I'll tell you what these stand for. I stands for introversion or introvert. I I would consider myself an introvert at times, but when I get comfortable with you, um, I guess I move towards the extroverted side. For me, being an introvert means two things. It means, so, hmm, how can I explain this? I know I get my energy, I get, I recharge myself by being alone. There are certain people where I can recharge myself in their presence, but those are very specific people, and they come once, once every, every, every while. Like, it's not like I can, I can count on a hand. I can count on one hand how many people that I can be around and still recharge. Um, the other definition that I use is when I process information, I process it in my mind, and I don't really speak or um, make any decisions or really do anything until I've went through all the scenarios in my head. When sometimes I see extroverts are more vocal as they process things. So I kind of use those two definitions. So somebody who recharges um, during their alone time and somebody who processes information in their own head and not out loud. So I also got S for sensing. There was really no explanation on what sensing means. Um, I At first I thought it meant that I could sense... Um, I guess sense other people's feelings, but I'm not really sure how accurate that one is. For F, F is feeling, which means sometimes I tend to make my decisions with my feelings, which is very ironic because I got J, which is judging, which means, which also means I, I like to have cold facts. I like to make my decisions with facts. So there was a point in my life where I was, I made an effort to start making more decisions using more data. So I, I purposefully went with data-driven decisions rather than going with decisions on how I felt. And I guess it's become a part of my personality now. Um, I count that as growth because you need a balance. And on my, I have a little graph where it's like a, it's called a preference clarity graph. And on my graph, 
um, feeling and judging are close. Judging is a little bit higher than feeling, which is strange, but um, I'm just going off what the paper is saying. So the next section is interest. It says my interests are, um, says I'm investigative, artistic, enterprising, social, conventional, and realistic. And then for values, it says I value independence, working conditions, and achievement. So it takes all three of these sections and it kind of puts them together and gives you career options. Um, I haven't gotten that far into looking into what I would like to do, but um, when when you if you're looking for jobs. Um, if you take this test, you can kind of use the words, the trigger words that you see in um, your profile description and kind of match that to maybe job careers if you're looking. Um, and you can kind of see if those align with your personality, your interests, and your values. Um, and that's how you can kind of see, you know, if maybe a job will fit for you if, or if you're interested in a job. So that was helpful. I went and talked to um, the, I guess, the guidance counselor. She was very helpful, and she helped me uh, get the information so I can take this assessment. Um, it, again, it's typefocus, T-Y-P-E-F-O-C-U-S dot com, and you can get that information there. So that was just a quick update and a quick uh, a little resource I found that I thought would be good, um, you know, if you... If you are looking around for, you know, a career change or a career choice. But this episode is centered around traveling. So I've heard a lot of people say, I don't know how to travel. I don't know how to take trips or I don't know where to go or it's too expensive to take trips. And I just have seven quick tips on traveling. And there's seven tips based on the different aspects of traveling. So first we'll start with planning. Um, if you want to be financially responsible, you cannot plan to go on a trip in two weeks and not think that you're going to dish out money. Now, there are some once, once I don't want to say once in a lifetime, but every once in a while, you might find a ticket for $170 as a round trip to LA from Dallas. And you might decide to go on a, you might decide you want to go on a trip on a Friday and it is a Monday. That has happened to me, but that does not, that's not normal. Um, there are times when, you know, the airlines will have a mess up and you might find those really cheap tickets, but I wouldn't plan on that. So, here are some tips. Planning tip number one, plan in advance. If you know you want to go somewhere for your birthday and it's six months out, and you know you want to do the most, and you want to do the best stuff and have the best stuff, then plan six months to a year out in advance. Start saving money each month, you know, so you can make your hotel reservations, so you can buy your, your plane ticket, so you can organize activities. Um, doing that in advance will save you money and it will make it seem like it's not you know cutting a whole big chunk out of your life at one time um you can also do a cruise cruises are all inclusive most of the time the ones i've been on were all inclusive um you can go to an all-inclusive resort so once you pay for you know your hotel stay some of them include liquor and food you got liquor and food at the beach. So if you're somewhere you haven't been before, I don't see a lose. I don't see how you can lose in that situation. Um, 
And then hotel prices. So if you're going somewhere where they offer Airbnbs and the area around you is safe, and the area around you is safe, then I would look at um, Airbnbs or any other hosting services and compare them to hotel prices. You don't always have to stay in a hotel. Yes, I get it, hotels are nice and fancy, and I like them too. But you don't always have to stay in a hotel, especially if you can find something that might be a little bit cheaper um, and a little more financially feasible. Um, the next tip, packing. If you can get away with packing a carry-on or if you can learn how to efficiently pack a carry-on, take a carry-on. They are, you don't have to wait in baggage claim, you don't have to pay that $25 fee on the way there and on the way back, and you also don't have to worry about it being over 50 pounds because unless you put a 50-pound weight in a carry-on, I doubt that you can fit 50 pounds worth of stuff in a carry-on. Um... I, if I'm going somewhere four days and under, I pack a carry-on. If I'm going somewhere four days and more, then I'm depending on where I'm going, I might have to, you know, pay the $25. Like, tomorrow, I'm, well, today, since you all will hear this today, Wednesday, I'm going to Dubai. I'm paying the $25. I'm going to be there for nine, nine to ten days. I'm going to pay the $25 because I can't fit nine to ten days worth of stuff in a carry-on. Um, however, when I went to Punta Cana for my birthday earlier this year, I packed a carry-on. Um, one, because I was traveling standby, and two, because I was only there for four days. And all I was wearing a swimsuit. So, you know, swimsuits, flip-flops, throw it in a carry-on, you're good to go. Oh, also be sure that your liquids are right, because if not, sometimes you'll get caught, sometimes you won't, but a lot of times they just throw them away. Um, speaking of TSA... When you know you're traveling, don't wear, you know, all the metal in the world, all the belt buckles, and have all the electronics, and all the rings on, and the jewelry, and have a thousand bobby pins in your hair, and don't be, don't, just, you're, you just hold up the line. You're holding up the line, and most of us get there like 30 minutes before our flight, and we, we have, you know, somewhere to go. I... Like, right now, I'm, I'm about to go to the airport, actually. Um, I have on tights and a t-shirt. And I'm put on some... Oh, excuse that truck. I'm sorry, y'all. They're doing construction across the street from my apartment. But, yes, I have on tights and a t-shirt. Um, no belt loops, none of that. I'm going to have on socks and some shoes that I can slip my foot in and out of really easily. I don't like my feet out at the airport, so most of the time I have on tennis shoes, but they don't really have laces on them, so it doesn't really matter. I have my laptop in an area where I can just pull it out of the bag and put it in its own bin. I don't have to fumble around with stuff. Um, and then normally I don't have any other electronics. It's just my laptop, so I don't really have those other problems. Um, I don't put my laptop in my carry-on bag because then you have to open the carry-on and then take the laptop out and zip the... You don't have to do all that. If you have a backpack or a purse, just slip it in there when you're going through TSA so you can just slip it out and go about your way, about your business. Um, the next tip, snacks. So for me, for example, my flight is 14 hours. Yes, 14 hours. If I was just going home, like going to Dallas, it's an hour flight from, um, from where I stay now. So usually I don't really have any snacks. I, for that flight, I just go to sleep. I don't even, I don't even drink the beverages. But for a 14-hour flight, I, I'm a picky eater, so I know what snacks I would like. You can take food through 
TSA. I've taken food through TSA. I've taken food through Memphis, Memphis Airport, down to Dallas Airport. Now, um, I haven't done on the international flight, so we'll see. We'll see tomorrow. But I got snacks. I have the snacks. And I'm okay with having the snacks. So, it's like, like I used to take food through TSA all the time. When I would come to Memphis for, like, day trips or business trips, I would... On my way to the airport, I would stop by Ching's, which is a wings place in Memphis, if you don't know. And I would just keep my food wrapped up. I would drink my juice real quick. And I would put my food in its own little bin and send it right through the security thing. And nobody would say anything, and it would be fine. Um, now, you can't take liquids and juices and that kind of thing. But, um, like, if you have, like, candy bars or Nutri-Grain bars or whatever, I'm sure you can take those through. A quick tip on, this is like an add-on that I just thought of, if beverages can be expensive, but you can't take beverages through TSA. However, you can take water bottles, empty water bottles. So if you have a water bottle, empty it out, clean it out, do all that good stuff, then um, put it in your bag. You don't have to take it out when you go through um, TSA because it's empty, it's just a bottle. However, when you get to the other side, nine times out of 10, there's a Starbucks in the airport. You can go to that Starbucks, ask for a venti water, or you, some some of them are nice enough to even, you give them your water bottle and they'll just fill it up for free. Um, that's the way to get around a $5 water bottle because who wants to pay $5 for a water bottle? Nobody. That was an add-on. I just thought of it. I didn't have that one written down. Um, things to do on the plane. If you're going on a longer flight, they probably have those little cool little TVs where you can watch movies and stuff. But if you have Bluetooth headphones, those will not work on the plane. So you have to have those old school headphones where you can plug it up on the plane, on the screen, so you can hear the movies and the TV shows and all the other good stuff they have to offer. I got a pair. I get free ones. Like You'll get free ones. It's like if you're on a Delta flight, they might pass you some free ones. Some of them might try to charge you $2.00. Or however much. I just saved mine. So I have some from when I was on a flight like a year ago. And then I got some in like a free goodie bag. So I just saved mine. So when I need to have them in a time like this, I have them. Um, so once you get off the plane, you might have to go through customs if you're traveling out of the country. So just be prepared for that. That might take an hour 30 minutes, depending on where you are and what time you get there and how long the line is. Um, activities to do there. So if you can pre-purchase your activities, I would do that. So again, you don't feel like you're spending a whole bunch of money um, at one time and you can kind of plan um, as the time goes on. Um, you can plan what you're going to do, where you're going to go, and that can already be set up so you're not trying to figure that out. You can really truly enjoy like relaxing. And then Uber versus taxi, Uber taxi versus a rental car. In my opinion, if you're going to a huge city like New York, Uber, get a, what is it, um, a train, what is it, the subway, get a little subway, temporary card, I have one and I can't think of what it is, um, get in a taxi, I usually do Uber, I don't didn't really ride the taxis if you're not going somewhere that's like very spread out don't get a rental car because it'll be super expensive to have the rental car to be driving it everywhere to find somewhere to park that's you know 
especially in a city like that, you don't want to be doing that. But if you're going somewhere where it's kind of spread out um, and you're under 25, I know it can be expensive for you all to rent cars. Um, you can try Zipcar. You can still try Uber. I, I, where did I go? I went to LA last year and I did, what was last year? Maybe the year before last year. And I did Uber. We did Uber all around LA. Um, it wasn't super expensive. It wasn't super cheap, but it was cheaper than us renting a car because we were under 25 and they add on a fee of like a million dollars because technically you're a liability. Um, be on time for your flight. So, you know, I said, you know, people, there's people in the TSA line whose flight leaves in like 30 minutes and they're trying to get through. Yes, it is usually me, but no, I don't encourage you to do that. I encourage you to be on time for your flight, which I don't do enough. So, with that being said, thank you all so much for listening. Thank you for your feedback from episode one. Look forward to episode, look out to episode three next week. If you have anything that you think would be, you know, a good topic, just let me know. You can find me on Instagram at Alexandria Orange, like the color. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Alexandria Zakia 15 And let me know what you think. Comment, rate, subscribe. Hopefully it will be on iTunes soon. I'm still working on that, but I didn't want that to delay me from going ahead and starting this. So right now, um, we might just be on SoundCloud. But, you know, if you have a, you know, comment, tell me what you think. Tell me, you know, how you feel. And I will talk to you all next week. Thanks. Bye.